You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in. Drink it in, man. Rolls to the right. Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there. Enzo. Touchdown to Corbyn. Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, what's going on? Uh, fantasy football flavor in the house. Uh, Thursday recording here right before the uh, Thursday night football game. Pushed it back a little bit this week. We're going to see if uh, if Monday makes the most sense or maybe we bump this thing to Thursday. But we thank you guys for hanging in there. We're glad to be back. And we got Chuck in the house. Chuck's in the building. Chuck, what's going on, buddy? What up, what up, everybody? I'm glad to be here. And uh, I'm glad to talk about some fantasy football and getting week one in the books. Oh, man. You, you've been waiting for this day, man. Real football. And uh, like you say, we got a week under our belt. Uh, it's just great to think that we're going to have college and pro every weekend now, uh, basically through the Christmas holiday. That's going to be incredible. Chuck Dog. Now, I just looked at my sheet before we went on. I got basically seven major leagues uh, that I do for fantasy. You know, those ones that actually count or that you really want to win a couple throw-ins, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, I went five and two in week one. Uh, the only bad part was at least one, if not two of the ones I lost were ones I kind of wanted to win either for pride or because they got a lot on riding on the line. So, um, you know, that, that was too bad. I always want to go, you know, hundred percent, but, uh, five and two, uh, how'd you do in your leagues this first week? Oh, Derek, five and two ain't too bad, man. I went four and one, and the only reason I went four and one is because of Baker Mayfield. Couldn't do anything. <laughs> oh man, that uh, that guy, I gotta say, he cost me a league too. I mean, like you said, his name's Baker Mayfield, and here's what Griff could think. I'm like, that's Baker Mayfield right there, Baker. Yeah, yeah. I just want to let you. He sucks. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. <laughs> I gave Grifka his moment in the sun because he said that he actually did uh, suck. You can mark it down this week, but I don't expect it to continue. So, yeah, man, we, we fared well. I know there's been people on Twitter and across the board kind of thanking us for uh, doing the show, getting people back into fantasy football, like helping them out with their lineups, all that type of stuff. So that's been great, man. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, want to apologize to Mr. Frank Ribble for not responding Uh too quickly on some of his stuff that he asked, but I got to him today and uh, hopefully it's good advice for him and it should be good to go. What uh, I had that sort of on my list to get at when I had you on, like, uh, was it about his trade for Zeke Elliott? Yeah, nope. I didn't get into that yet. I just saw that a little bit on there. Did He traded Zeke for three people, right? Or he gave up Zeke for three. 
Yeah, he gave up Zeke, and he got um, James Conner. He got uh, Tyrell Williams and Stefan Diggs, I believe it was. I, I, I at first said, said, hey, you might want to think about it. Zeke's the 101. He's back. He's paid. He's a stud. And then when I looked at it, I mean, he sort of said in his lineup, I didn't like overthink it, but I looked at it, and I'm kind of like, uh, you know, you might want to get those three, beef up your receiving core. And James Conner, yeah, he's a couple steps down, obviously, from Zeke. But I thought, like, between him and I think Chubb was his other running back, I thought that was pretty good value. So I told him to go ahead on it. But I know you'd uh, you'd hate it because you're such a homer for all those uh, boys down in Dallas. Man, you're not calling the uh, kettle black over here talking about a homer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, you know, James Conner is more like Mount Rushmore's step off from uh, from uh, Zeke, but you know, if you, you can go ahead and key Charles Barkley in here because I just think that's terrible. You think that's a terrible trade, a terrible think, idea? That's terrible. That's, that's a terrible, terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I think it was oh, a good terrible. trade by Frank. Nope, I don't. I don't really care for uh, James Conner this year. Um. You know, Tyrell Williams actually was a little bit of a surprise for me this week. He, he balled out, and uh, I, I don't really care for Stephon Diggs this year either. Hmm, that's that's surprising. I, I'll go with you a little bit on James Conner, but I did see an interview with him where he's like, I mean, the guy's a good interview. He's, he says he wants the rock. He's in the best shape of his life. I mean, did not perform very well in week one, but I would expect him to kind of get a lot of the footballs and get going. So, uh, yeah, like you say, I, I, I figure we might be on both sides. And, and But normally, I mean, when you total up points, if you're getting three players, let's say all those players average in the, you know, let's just say they average 150 points a piece in, in a standard type league. I mean, Zeke at his high is going to get you upper 200s, you know, so you're you're still coming out on the front end, especially when you can put in starters and 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 I'm always a depth guy. I want to play for depth. I want to account for injuries. I want to, you know, yeah, I want superstars, but I, I want depth and and I, I want to be able to fill out that lineup with quality starters every week. So that's what that's why I went with it. Yeah, like I said, I, I haven't seen his team. I mean, I guess if he was really hurting really bad for receivers. Um, where they were going to affect his his team uh, a lot, then okay. But I'd, I'd actually have to see his team and uh, see what the other guy has to offer. I mean, why would the guy just be so willingly to give up three players for Zeke if everybody else thinks that's a good trade? You know what I mean? So you'd have, yeah. to, you'd no. have to see what uh, the whole picture on it. I don't think I, I forgot that I did tell you this, but we got to put it on the show because I don't think we put it on there. I, I made a trade for Zeke as well. So I think it was uh, days before uh, we got to Sunday last week. Uh, the big Hughes actually all of a sudden in our main league, our big league with all my buddies just shoots me. Uh, hey, what do you think about uh, trading for Zeke? And I'm like, what do you want? And he said uh, Juju and he wanted uh like carry on. And I said, well, carry on's my dynasty rookie. And I did really didn't have anybody else in the pipeline. So I like to keep him. I said, what about Juju and Mixon for Zeke? And I got Landry back Jarvis Landry. And uh, sure enough, man, he sent it over. I looked it over and I basically just hit accept because I was getting Zeke. You know what I mean? Like he's not if the, 
number one overall player, but at least, you know, three or four on your board if you're if you're a little down on them for whatever reason. And uh, anytime you can kind of get the top guy and still get a good piece back. I mean, Jarvis Landry's a catch monster and will be fine for what I need him for. And uh, the other two products, yeah, they're good, but they're a little hit or miss. And, and we already saw some injuries with both of them uh, after I made the deal. So happy to put Zeke in my starting lineup, man, especially in a big keeper league like that. Yeah, to me, that's a no-brainer. I mean, that's an easy trade for me. Um, yeah. I mean, you're giving up Juju. Um, so, you know, so far after one game, I guess it is. He doesn't look that great. And uh, Joe Mixon's already hurt again. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good trade. I mean, you're getting – I always like Jarvis Landry, you know. Um, he's a good receiver. You know, I just hope maybe Baker – Baker Mayfield shows up and gets him the ball. <laughs> Just, just like how we do a Sean on the uh, on the Detroit Cooley cast, you got to say it with respect, Chuck. I mean, it's it's Baker Mayfield, but you gotta, uh, yeah, you gotta earn respect to get the respect. <laughs> oh man, he's got re- balls out. He's just gonna be. I might even call him Maker <laughs> Bayfield. Okay. <laughs> Oh, he he'll, he'll get it together, man. That's that's what I love about fantasy football. Everybody acts after at week one or two, like they got it all figured out or, oh, the star player wasn't good. Oh, drop him, trade him, whatever. It's like, no, man, this he's going to be fine. Lots of players are going to be fine. We'll talk about that later in the show. But, uh, hey, Chuck, I got a little something different on the board. Uh, I thought I'd run it by you. We'll do this live on the show for the people. Uh, you ready for a little something? Let's roll. So normally we do news and notes off top, talking injuries, talking what's going on in the league. I thought we'd change it up a little bit this week. And I thought what we do is our first ever fantasy football flavor two-minute drill. Now in the NFL, the two-minute drill, I mean, you're going no huddle. You're you got the tempo turned up and you're uh you know you're trying to make an impact. So I thought we'd do the same thing here on the podcast. What I'm gonna do is hit some classic music, uh, either football or some beats or something. And uh, me and you are going to go back and forth with just random takes, things we saw over the week, um, funny things, anything has to do with fantasy football, injuries, whatever's on your mind. We're going to go back and forth, see if we can knock it out for two minutes, entertain the people, and uh, do something a little different off the top. So you think we could do this? Let's do it. All right. And, and I don't think there's any better music, Chuck Dog, to start with than, than absolutely this. A little, can you do it with me, Chuck? Yes, absolutely. So let, let me get this kicked off right, Chuck Dog. Week one, the football gets kicked off, and before you could blink, my boy Sammy Watkins is going for 70 plus yards, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Uh, for a big touchdown, I told you he was going to be good. You said he was going to be a bum. Sammy Watkins showed up, not only on that play, give him three touchdowns and a bunch of yards. Oh, baby. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy with that, too, since I got him in our league. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't expect him to ball out like that, but he does that, you know, at least two games a year, so that'll probably be his, his uh, whole stat for the season. But, good, you know, it's good. Yeah, you know, what about these rookie rights, wide receivers, Derek? All of them just went off this week, man. I, I can count three of them off the hand that just just balled out. You know, you got Marquise Brown, you Hollywood. Got yeah, you got Hollywood. You know, you got you got the the kid from Tennessee, AJ Brown. All those guys just just balled out this week, man. What you think about that? Big time, man. I had them on my list as well. Uh, 
not only young guys, but making big plays down the football field. Chuck Dog, I got to talk injuries, man. Nick Foles throwing a dime piece for a touchdown and getting his clavicle broken. Next thing you know, Tyreek Hill going down. He's got some type of clavicle in, in his ribcage, something going on. He's out for weeks. Joe Mixon out for weeks with an ankle or something going on. Hopefully he's back. Uh, we got all types of things going on, and uh, it's just crazy how injuries happen right off the bat in fantasy football. It's just crazy. I mean, uh, talk about that or hit us with something different. What about Darius Geis, man? The poor kid can't can't catch a break. The guy, the kid looked like he was going to be something special for Washington, and now he's out for you know multiple weeks with another knee injury on the opposite knee that he just tore his ACL last year with. Always hurt. He seems to be that way, man. That kid has so much potential coming out of college, and he looked good um, in the Redskins preseason games, and he looked like he, he showed some flashes of uh, being a special back, and here he is. He's out again. There, He's getting a second opinion, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but I see him out for half the season. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Another tough injury. Uh, let me hit us one more thing. The two-minute drill is about to conclude. Got to get some Lions stuff in here. I had to give it to Grifka on the Kool-Aid cast because TJ Hawkinson, Hawkamania, was running wild on Sunday. Set a rookie Ooh, record yeah. for tight ends. Oh, brother. You see what he was doing all over the football field, catching and running, scoring touchdowns. The Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers love it. That was something to watch. Uh, absolutely incredible, man. So let's uh, – Let's end the two-minute drill with the hawk, with a hawk spike, and we'll get up out of here, uh, get this show rolling. So good two-minute drill for our first one. I thought it was good. Um, We'll have to uh, work on our signals, work on our plays, but we're about ready to kick that game-winning field goal, I think, and get this thing um, up and in for a a game winner. Good good work, Chuck Dog. Go ahead and get out for our um, sponsors. Get them in. We've got a new sponsor. We've got – you know, our, our, our classics, we want people to visit Spotify as well as Anchor Podcasts. Yep. And uh, right after the break, uh, we got tons more to talk about. We're probably we're going to hit uh, surprises, disappointments, top performers, maybe some people to start for this week, all types of stuff. So we'll be right back after the break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, fantasy football flavor uh, enthusiasts. We are back in the building uh, talking fantasy football. Chuck, man, um, pitch it over to you on the option play. What, what you got going on this week? Uh, Derek, I, I want to talk about some of these players, some surprise players that just totally went off this week that, uh, you know, kind of surprised me a little bit. We already we already talked about one of them is Sammy Watkins. You know, he had nine catches, you know, 198 yards and three TDs. <laughs> 
Unbelievable, man. Yeah, I never thought he would do that. That deserves a soundbite, I think. I mean, usually it's reserved for AO, but Sammy Watkins. Oh, baby! (laughs) It was something else, man. And, like, I was so happy to see it because everybody was still down on this guy, and they were just kind of like, oh, he's just not good. I mean, almost anybody can be good in that offense, but it was really nice to see him blow up. He looked faster, looked better. So, yeah, I loved it. I had him in a few leagues, so... Yeah, absolutely, you know, and then another guy, man, I did not expect, you know, Lamar Jackson just to come out slinging and balling, man, that guy, <laughs> that guy dropped some rainbows into uh, Marquise Brown's chest, dude, he, he, looked, absolutely. He, he looked like a stud out there, of course, it was against that uh, Division Two college team, the Miami Dolphins, but still, <laughs> I mean, yeah. he was out there just balling, um, and then, my, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboy Dak Prescott, he was out there dropping dimes into into the receiver's chest, you know, over 400 yards passing, four TDs. And then another one is – go ahead. Uh, well, I'm, I'm surprised you got a, a cowboy in. I mean, that's shocking. And uh, I, I wanted to say I had a quick uh, – we had a quick voicemail on the uh, on the Miami Dolphins. came from an anonymous caller. This is actually a block line, but uh, here's a little clip. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to, to perform like that. Pitiful. <laughs> it sucked. It stunk. So that was uh, that was their review of the Miami Dolphins football team as a whole, and I pretty much agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Derek, what about Father Time not even touching Fitzgerald? He comes out there and he balls out. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like to bring it up because it was against your Lions, but. <laughs> really? You're going to do this? You're going to do this Fitz, to me right now? How old is Fitz? Isn't he like 62? <laughs> Uh, approximately i mean they 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 count his age with an hourglass i think but uh yeah i mean i i can't believe you're doing this to me but i was telling grifka like you go back and watch that game i don't know what happened in the fourth quarter but all i know is kyler murray just chucked the football up in the air my boy uh t walk uh formerly 747 was in great coverage on two of those plays i mean in his hip pocket right there with his long gangly arms and somehow Larry Fitzgerald turns three different ways and, and a fourth on Sunday and freaking makes two amazing catches way down the football field. I could not believe it. He, he's, de- he's definitely one of the best that's ever played the game. But it just, like I said, I, I he's, he's got to slow down one of these, one of these years, doesn't he? Or is he just going to keep right. balling out for the remainder of his? I, I wrote him off like at least four or five years ago. So as a guy I would draft <laughs> and he keeps putting up numbers. I remember like it was probably five or six years ago. I drafted him kind of like, ah, oh, he's a little bit older, but I'll take him. And he was good. And ever since then, I always pass on him. And I mean, like you say, it's un- not only unbelievable what he does, but like the Cardinals are still paying him $20 million. And like you say, every year he comes back, I'm like, Oh, Larry Fitzgerald, another money grab. And the guy just, I mean, he's a great dude. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, when's he going to slow down or go away or both? I, I have no idea. You know, I'm surprised a uh, like a Super Bowl contender um, that's a little weak at the wide receiver position hasn't reached out to the Cardinals. You know, to bring Fitz yeah, in. Sure. I'm sure they have. They just the Cardinals just keep guys out of. I don't know if it's respect or that's the way they do it, but I mean, but is that I mean, you know what? Well, that respect, I mean, they, him, they, him at they pay him, they pay him respectfully I mean, yeah, as a top guy at 37 years old or whatever he is. But Look, the, Cardinals, the Cardinals aren't going to win anything anytime soon. So I, I, I'm just saying, you know, is it, is it really respect holding them down to there or is it more respect oh, yeah. maybe to let them go to, I mean, let them go to a team too. and have a shot? 
I mean, he might be wanting to just stay and end as a Cardinal, but I don't know how that works, yeah. but I know that they've done that to Pat Pete too. I mean, they get a million calls on him and they just keep him around. He's a centerpiece. They want him to be a Cardinal for life. I don't know what they're doing, but it is what it is. But yeah, he, he killed my Lions. So thanks for bringing that up. You got any more uh, surprises yeah, or duds or anything? Let's go out with these tight ends, man. There was, there was tight ends just balling this week. I mean, you've got Mark Andrews, Evan Ingram, TJ Hockamania Hawkinson. I mean, you just, <laughs> just balled out this weekend you know you got each one of them went over 100 yards um i think ingram even had double digit catches i think he was at 11 catches for 110 yards and what's up with these tight ends man they just act like they're wide receivers all of a sudden just balled out this week (laughs) yeah tight ends a tough one for me because i always you know kind of encourage people that unless you have one of the top two or three tight ends i mean you can wait on them as well as people were asking me on Twitter and stuff. Like, do you play them in a flex spot? Do you, um, you know, do you, do you get them in your lineup? And I, you know, I'm always going to lean towards running backs receivers, you know, when I can, but you know, they've been saying for years, like they're going to these flex tight ends that really make plays. But when you look at their numbers at the end of the year, they're getting like six, 700 yards, you know, a top guy is maybe getting around that thousand, but but that's about it. So when you compare that to kind of the mid-level receivers, I mean, a mid-level receiver can get you, you know, 1,000, 1,100 yards and some TDs. So, um, you know, that's just how the value works out for me. But yeah, man, I mean, Evan Ingram, been waiting on him. He showed up. Hawk, I mean, played uh, a lot better than uh, you could even expect on a, on an opener from a guy like that. It, but he basically just made the plays that were there and, and had some good run after catch. I was telling people too that, uh, I'm still not really sold on Mark Andrews. I mean, everybody loves him. They love the offense he's in. They talking him up big, but I th- I feel like he was a really good college player and then had a, a a not so great combine and then got taken lower in the draft than some thought. And I mean, I think he has a chance to be good because where he's at, but I'm not putting a ton of chips on him or acting like he's a top five guy every week. You know, it's, but yeah, they definitely some good tight end production. And that's definitely a spot where I always kind of deal with what I got rather than, than have a top player there. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Like um, I was rolling uh, Joku out touchdown and like, you know, 40, 50 yards, whatever he had, that usually gets me by. So. Oh, absolutely. If you got, uh, if you got other uh, key players that are in the, uh, you know, the bigger positions, then yeah, that's, that's not too bad from a tight end. You only need, so many points when you're stacked everywhere else, but sometimes it's a, it's a nice surprise to be stacked somewhere else and then draft one of these guys that match, you know, maybe your wide receiver too, you know, a lot. So, but uh, other surprises I have, um, you know, Marlon Mack, what the heck was that? 174 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, he was on my, you know, down on my list, you know, I've told people sort of avoid him, especially then when Andrew Luck quit on his team or uh, made a great personal choice for himself, whatever everybody says. Uh, you know, I thought for sure, like, yeah, they they might run it a bit more, but you can stack the box. I mean, Jacoby Brissett's no world beater. And, uh, yeah, Marlon Mack showed up big. I mean, tip your cap. But, again, all these things are week one. So, like, I was just urging people to not – overreact as everybody does or go crazy but you know how that goes well whoever has Marlon Mack you might want to think about trading high <laughs> right, right yeah. now yeah. He's, yeah, yeah he's at the top of what he can do so if you have him you start offering him around 
Yeah, I mean, the guy's a pretty good player. I mean, I liked him sort of coming out of college, but it's just, uh, like you said, I mean, is he really going to be a top five, top eight running back for the whole season? He gets hurt a lot. So that's one thing we haven't talked about on the show a ton is like, you know, how to how to get out when you when in, you know, the stock's at its highest. I agree with you. I think that it's a good time to sort of shop some of these guys that it did really well week one, um, heading into week two and get a, a piece that you know is is, you know, set long term. Oh yeah, because you you'll have some of these guys just looking at him. He's he's listed as the number one running back in uh, in football right now, as according to stats. And you know, you offer him, people are gonna see that and be like, oh yeah, let's 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 do this trade, man. Yeah. Yep. Well, as far as surprises, man, that's that's about as many as I got. Um, before we get into disappointments, you got any more surprises you want to lay on us? I think you hit on a lot of the names I was looking at, but I do have a surprise for you. I want to fit this in on the show because we um, – this guy's called up a couple times on the Kool-Aid cast, and he, he called in uh, today recording on Thursday with his Lions prediction, and we're not going to be able to get in before the Friday show. Um, recorded that a little bit early this week. So I thought I want to play this guy for you, get your take on him, and if you can really help me out with the name. I can't make out this dude's name. So you want to give this a listen for me? All right, let's listen. All right, let me load this guy up. Uh, pretty entertaining. We had a few funny calls on the Kool-Aid cast, so um, go ahead and, and live this and the Kool-Aid drink because I hear this guy's prediction for the game. What's up, Detroit Kool-Aid? Man, it's Bob Bunker back in here, man. Say what's up and call to get my predicament for the Detroit Lions and the San Diego Chargers, man. I think the Detroit Lions going to beat the Chargers 27-17, man. That's what's up. That's right. They're going to beat the San Diego Super Chargers for sure, man. That's what's up. Peace out. Oh, man. So, so that's that's what's up, man. That, uh, yeah, man. That's what's up. So did you catch this dude's name, first of all? Uh, I thought he said Barb. Did he say Barb? I don't know. I thought it was Bob, and so I actually oh, checked with somebody. I checked with somebody else to see if it was Bob, and here's what I got. Bob? But my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> that, that, that's the response I got. So Bob, Billy, it doesn't matter. But uh, I like his calls. Funny. I think it's he had the Lions win, so I got to respect that. And uh, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sounds like a cool dude, and he he seems a little excited for the Lions. So you know, he'll be good yeah, for we- the Kool Aid people. We've been encouraging people to call in. I mean, Conrad from Huntsville called in. We got uh, this new Bob guy calling in. Uh, Lafurgis Nuggets has not called back in again. And then we've got some classics, uh, you know, the the Frank Ribbles of the world, the other people on Twitter. We're trying to get them to call in, have some entertaining moments. So I thought I'd play that for you before you got to your disappointments. That that was my surprise for you. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> Bob says you're welcome. I mean, Billy. <laughs> or Barb. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, what uh, what we got for disappointments from the week? Well, there we've already touched on it a few times in here, but my biggest disappointment right now is Baker Mayfield. What were you doing during this whole game? He looked like he was lost out there, Derek. I've seen a couple of his receivers wide open, and he looks like he literally threw it way behind him to the cornerback, like he thought he was playing for the Titans or something. I looked at some of those throws. I was like, what the heck was that? You know, and I keep, I kept waiting for this guy to just click and then boom, let that offense go. He's, he's, he's in charge of a, 
of a high-powered offense right now, and, and he's definitely not driving it well. Yep. Um, did you did you also see that he got killed on almost every play that by his offensive line did him no favors? I mean, like you said, uh, I, I can't make a ton of excuses for him, but every time I watched a little bit of the game, I mean, the guy was getting absolutely just blown up in the backfield. I thought he was definitely going to get injured, you know, from a couple of the hits he took. He got slammed right on his shoulder. I think they said he walked away with the wrap on his hand and stuff. He just He just looked all out of sorts. Here's my biggest issue, too, with Baker Mayfield other than his play. What's he got the, the – the quadrifold uh, wristband on for is just flapping in the breeze. Did you see that thing? It was like, he's like, Hey bro, you might want to study your playbook. So you don't need a three, a threefold wristband that's flapping in the wind all day. That's going to affect your throwing motion right there. I think he had it on his throwing arm too. It was just weird. It was but, uh, yeah. I don't know what that was, but uh, yeah, that was, that was rough. I mean, I would love to say more about it, but I think there's only one, last thing we got to say i mean i'm like that's baker mayfield right there baker <laughs> yeah yeah i just want to let you know. he sucks okay yeah, there you go mark it down i mean we've been getting that on the show i cannot wait till baker mayfield blows up and then i can play that a lot more too right in Griffith's face but this was not that week so who else you got let's move on to better topics <laughs> all right then the next one we're staying right in the same division what what happened to the pittsburgh steeler offense not, none of the big three did a darn thing. I was I didn't get to catch the whole game. I was I was busy doing something else, and then I just checked my phone to see what it was at halftime. And Big Ben had like 68 yards at halftime. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I turned the game on and I saw what was going on. What <laughs> happened to that offense? I mean, nobody. There was no holes for for James Conner. He looked like you know a third string tailback. Couldn't make anybody miss. You had Ben, ben Roethlisberger just slinging it deep into, you know, three people on, on Juju. I know you got other receivers out there besides Juju. Those, they had to be open. It just, I, I just don't know what happened to that whole Pittsburgh offense. Chuck, I, I don't know how this keeps happening, but again, just another anonymous blocked call coming through. I mean, talking, he wants to talk about that game. It's a crazy coincidence. I mean, here you go. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We suck. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree, caller. I mean, unbelievable. They they were terrible. I mean, I, I got to sell myself out a little bit. I was... I was so beat up on Sunday with not feeling well at back neck issues that I kind of, after that lions game, I had nothing left. And I, I started watching this game. And by the time I woke up, I mean, what was it like 30 to three or whatever it ended up being? I was just like, Oh damn <laughs> Steelers got whooped. I mean, I hate that when that happened on Sunday night where I just clunk out, but uh, yeah, it was, they didn't do anything. I mean, none of the skill players outside did anything and they couldn't run it. I, I don't know. I agree with the caller. Terrible. They sucked. Horrible. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. You, I wasn't expecting the Steelers to win by any means because, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots, but at least show up. It's like they never got off the plane. Yeah, exactly. Real down on the uh, – everybody's talking about, like, Big Ben who went into it or will he retire. I mean, I think they'll be fine. To me, it was just – yeah, they played the Patriots on, on a banner. When the banner's coming down, I mean, they got – their tails whooped and I think they'll come back and be fine. It's just one of those games, but yeah, it was ugly. Did you, did you hear his, uh, his interview? Like the next, I think it must've been the next day. Uh, they were asking about the game and his, his, his response was the sun's still shining. Cool, Ben. Cool. <laughs> you might uh, I don't, 
<laughs> Big Ben might. I mean, I thought they were. I saw something where he canceled his uh, his talk show because it got him in so much grief with AB and all these other people. But he he's the worst after games. He just does never knows what to say. I mean, he did a pretty good interview before the season where he was like taking accountability and really looked like a top leader. But I don't know. Like right after or the next day, he's just not good. He doesn't know what to say or do. He blames everybody and acts like no big deal. Um, but I don't know. That's kind of quarterback speak too. It's just like, hey, you know, like I just said, you know, there's there's 15 more weeks of, of games for him to play. One week, you know, the world's not ending. So that's probably what he's trying to say. Well, hopefully they played the Dolphins this year because besides that, the way they looked that night, I don't think they're going to get anything done. Yeah, that'll be fine. You're 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 that guy that's overreacting to one game. I mean, it's they me got skill guy. players. They they got a fran- franchise Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm not worried about it. If I was the Dolphins, I'd be worried about it. <laughs> Tell me, it's only one game. It's only one game. They only lost by 49. It's only one game. <laughs> yeah, I, well, everybody else, I'm saying one game. The Dolphins, after about a quarter, I mean, you can basically just. Uh, I think I got a soundbite for it, actually. Um, after about one quarter, uh, everybody in the Dolphins organization was, I don't know, thinking this. <laughs> With the first pick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, they're done. No doubt about it. But uh, Pittsburgh will be fine. They'll be good. All right, we'll have, we'll have to trust you on that one. Maybe, that, maybe they'll make a few changes, you know, maybe put on the right cleats or something. I don't know what they did. Take off, take off their tutus. Put on some football pants. Maybe actually play a game. We'll see what happens. It's it's still sunny out, Chuck. No, way. it is. Well, I'm looking. At, it's pretty dark out right now. But <laughs> yeah, actually, it is, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, as far as disappointments, man, uh, this was actually a pretty good week. I just basically had those two as my uh, my biggest disappointments. I didn't want to keep. You know, I could have gone down and down and down. But uh, what do you have for us? Any disappointments? Um, well, let's go ahead. We'll keep the show moving, kind of finish this out here. I just, uh, I'm going to do a cheap plug right now for, uh, everybody that's listening to the show. Um, uh, every Thursday morning, I'm dropping a, an article on USA Today, Lions Wire. Um, it's called the Fantasy Football Weekly. You can go check it out. I'm talking about what happened the previous week. I'm giving you start sits, top three projected players at each position. Um, giving you some matchups, things to look at. So if you haven't checked that out, please go check it out. Um, I was just going to throw a couple of my start sits out there, Chuck. Uh, some of them are a little bit off the off the radar. I didn't want to go total chalk for people. So a couple of starts I had for this week, too. Um, I think Matt Ryan has a bounce back. They're, they're in the Georgia Dome, usually plays well. Just had a debacle of a first week. So um, Matt Ryan, I put him in my lineup. Derek Henry's not a guy I love, but he played really well, and I think he's got a decent matchup. So I'll go ahead and give Derek Henry a, a play if I've got him. Cortland Sutton really liked what he did. Um, in that game uh, against the Raiders. Uh, Broncos overall didn't play that well towards the end, but every time I looked up, Cortland Sutton was getting the football and seemed to have good rapport with Joe Flacco. And then I put Evan Ingram on my tight end start list because there's not too many options over there in New York. Uh, I think Shepard is in uh, protocol, concussion protocol, so roll Evan Ingram out there. A couple of my sits. Uh, I think it's what Lamar Jackson against Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's just going to get a whooping by the Baltimore defense. They're just going to eat him up. I mean, the Lions played good for three quarters against him. I, I bet Baltimore would just out physical him for the whole game. Uh, Kenyon Drake's on my sit list. He just uh, didn't have it. Saw a lot of people actually dropping Kenyon Drake. I mean, I still think he's a good player, especially if they use him in the pass game, but probably sit him down. Deshaun Jackson is a guy that I listed as a uh, receiver that, 
went up over the top in week one. I was going to play him in a couple leagues, and I didn't, and I wish I would have because he blew up. But I think he kind of comes back a little bit this week, even though I like him long-term for the season. <clears throat> and then Noah Fant's another guy I sort of like as a dynasty play, but um, sit him this week. He had a couple drops, a couple just mistakes in that first week. I, I don't think he's there yet. Um, what they need. So there's a few start sits I had I want to get in before we uh, before we finish out. Uh, you got anybody on your list that you're definitely putting in your lineup or you're excited about this week? I got some starts of the week for you, and I think you're going to like a couple of these, Derek. The first one's going to make you laugh because I just, I just put this guy down, but I think Big Ben's going to rebound. <laughs> <laughs> there you Big go. Ben. I think Big Ben's going to rebound and he's going to do his thing this week. And uh, he should put up some points for some of you owners that had Big Ben. And number two for running back, I got on Johnson. If Marlon, Marlon Mack just went off on the San Diego defense. If if Patricia does not give on this ball, he's a fool. on should be able to tear this guy up, this team up for, you know, over 100 yards and some touchdowns. I agree. Uh, Wide receiver, I like Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is playing against New Orleans, and every time he plays against New Orleans, he balls out. So expect a good game wow. from Brandon Cooks. Wow! Wow! Then we got, you're you're going to love this next one because, like, like <laughs> I said, from week whatever, TJ Hockamania Hawkinson is going to ball out one more week. Um, dun, 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 dun. Yes, start TJ. Put him in your lineup. Oh man, me and Griffith are gonna be down at that at the silver dome. I mean at Ford Field, brother, and Hakamania is gonna be running wild all over Detroit, dude. All sixty-three thousand strong. <laughs> That's nice. hundred and sixty-three thousand, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh class. Alright, so for defense, I say start the New England Patriots. <laughs> They're playing the Dolphins. Start them. Right. And then start my everybody bonus, on New England in every phase. That's my bonus. Start all the Patriots on offense. You can start <laughs> them all. Yep. Everyone, I'm going to score some points for you. Yeah. And that's about all I have for starts of the week, man. Good stuff, man. Um, anything else big before we get up out of here? No. What do you think the over-under is of AB actually playing a game this year? Oh man. I mean, we've talked about him before. I'm, I'm a proponent. I mean, I know everybody's soured on him and like, I've sent a few buddies some texts just saying this dude's lost his damn mind. But I mean, he did not forget how to play football. Every time they show a highlight of him, he looks like 10 times faster than anybody else I've seen run routes before. I mean, the guy looks incredible. So, you know, I, I think if, if he plays, he's going to be absolutely off the charts for the Patriots. I think it's ridiculous that they scooped him up, except for the fact it's not like they got a discount deal. I mean, they absolutely paid this guy like a premier. I mean, see that $20 million option for next year? Oh, my. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they just added that at the end, too. They, they did not bring this dude in on like a, a team-friendly, you know, veteran minimum, prove yourself. They basically just said, yep, you're the top receiver in the game. Here you go go um and then of course this thing uh, came down and like I say that's no laughing matter so we'll see what happens i mean i think that he will still maybe not play this week but if if nothing crazy comes out i would assume in the next couple weeks he'll not only get in the lineup but kind of ball out and then 
you know, after that, he's just a start every week if he's playing football. I mean, ignore everything off the field. We're just talking fantasy football. If he's in, I mean, you're not only playing him, but him with Tom Brady is going to be absolutely ridiculous for the league to watch. So we'll uh, see what happens. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for him to play just because he's such an electric talent and to put all this other stuff behind it. I think if he plays and just doesn't act a fool, everybody would remember how good he is, but he's just too much off the field right now to, to even consider that, you know, act a fool. That reminds me of that song. What you going to do? Act a fool. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We got to We got to get a Chuck freestyle one of these weeks. We got Grifka singing. We had Conrad come in with a song about <laughs> Grifka. It was notorious B I G, but he, 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 goofed on Grifka for always being negative. It was absolutely classic. So we're going to have to put a mixtape together, I think, is what's really going to have to happen. Oh, yeah, and we'll put it like, you know, the, the Kool-Aid mixtape. Let's we'll throw it on Twitter <laughs> and see what people think. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be underground. You're going to have to work to get your hands on it. Once you do, straight <laughs> fire. Fire. <laughs> uh, so good stuff, man. I, I guess to get us out of here, I just want to uh, tell people, you know, if you want to get your questions read, if you want to get some of our feedback on things, you just got to send us something on Twitter. Call that Detroit Kool-Aid cast listener line, uh, 989-272-3484. You can call it. You can even just send a text to that number. We'll get it. We'll read you on the show. We'll pump you up. We'll put your Twitter handle on here. Um, Chuck, you want to throw your handle out there, get some people heading your way with some questions. I mean, probably uh, anything that's non-Cowboys, you probably won't have a clue. But, I mean, it's worth it, worth a try, huh? Derek, Derek, Derek. <laughs> Gonna have to take you to class again. Hit, yeah. Hit at me at C Reeves underscore at charter.com. I gotta give a couple shout outs to uh What? I think you just handed out your email to everybody. No. You said, you said you said you said charter.com. Did I say charter.com? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can email Chuck. Is. Chuck, you want to give out your home phone as well? Sure, yeah. It's 989. <laughs> Shut up, Derek. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chuck. What, what is it even? Chuck or Char? I don't even know what your Twitter is, but I don't even know if you know it. So anyway, uh, you know, he's on my timeline. <laughs> People find him at Derek O'Gree, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Um, the biggest thing is if we're recording on Mondays or on Thursdays, you want your question read. You got to get in a day or two early so we can read that thing, get it on our list, and, and get it answered for you. So uh, tell people to do that. Anytime you put hashtag fantasy Kool-Aid, that'll get to us and we'll be able to see it. So go ahead and do that. And uh, love interacting with the fans and the people. And uh, fantasy football is here, man. We only got, you know, 16 more weeks to enjoy. So get those questions out there. Get your lineups in and uh, put up those W's. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Want to give a shout out to a new listener, Matt Father. Thanks for giving us a listen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, nice. Uh, I love it when people connect with it, man. And uh, like I say, everybody loves fantasy football. We just have a ton of fun talking about it and uh, and people enjoying the show. So that's a good thing. So, Chuck, man, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. I'll catch you next week, man, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Fantasy football flavor. We'll get up out of here. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Pack the bag, Drink it in, man.